0: Hi everybody! Welcome back to a Blonde's Guide to Life. So it is the holiday season. It's the season that we all hear is "tis the season to be jolly," um, and that's just like the mantra of November and December, basically. Um, so Thanksgiving was just yesterday, and i this morning woke up excited for like um, you know like more Christmas vibes, and I was just thinking a little bit more on it from not my view because the holidays to me is very a very exciting time and I'm just so excited to get into all the festivities but then I did also think about other people and sometimes how this can be a very hard season for other people if you've lost a loved one or can't be with your loved ones um, or other things in that nature but I was just thinking about how the holidays can be a really hard time for people, and I don't, like, I personally can't um, understand what that feels like, but my heart is out to anyone who is struggling through this holiday season right now, so just know that my thoughts and my love and my prayers are ascended your way, because I, you know, I I'm sorry. I know it's so hard, and I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, but, um, so yeah, I'm just hoping that you're having a good holiday season, and, you know, just, I, I just, my thoughts are with everyone, so anyway, um, without further ado, I guess, let's get into today's podcast, so I just wanted to talk about my fears, my phobias, um, you this is going to be a long one. I have so many fears, so many phobias, so many like, uh, oh my God. It's just, it's really, it's, it's hard to be me. <laughs> so someone who wants to swap brains with me, I'm down. We can get that OR and, you know, let's get a contract. I'm excited. <laughs> anyway, um, so basically I want to talk to you guys just about these fears and phobias, So when I was around the age of four and five, um, I started, and you're gonna think I sound crazy, you know, that is okay, I've gotten tested, you don't have to worry, um, but when I was around the age of five, I started hearing these voices in my head, um, and it was a very, very scary experience for me, because I was in kindergarten and in preschool, Right? So I started hearing these voices in my head. I want to kind of elaborate. They weren't like voices that you would think people would find in Tourette's or um, schizophrenia. Those were not the voices I was hearing. They were OCD tics that I was getting, and they were really bad. And I, they were awful. Um. So basically, the tics that I was getting was like I had. To, if I swallowed, I had to swallow. Um, like. 10 times and then I couldn't like I wouldn't swallow my saliva because they like not the voices in my head but my voice my head was just like telling me these things so that's why I want you don't I don't want you to think I was getting these voices I just call them the voices in my head they were just like these OCD tics. so I wouldn't allow myself to swallow and I would be in kindergarten and then the teacher would like call on my hand and she was like are you ready to go to Recess, Emma and I would just with a mouthful of saliva, I'd be like yes and she's like Emma you have to swallow and I was like I can't swallow and she was like you can and I remember being so nervous just to swallow because she was making me out so nervous like I was shaking um I was very nervous to swallow and I didn't swallow for like a year like like I would swallow like once a day, (laughs) maybe. Um, So those were some really bad issues. I had rhythms for when I walked. If I would walk out of rhythm, I would just want to cry my eyes out. Um, I remember going to shut a car door once um, or just like any door to the bathroom anywhere. I had to close it eight times. And that is something that I want to talk about a little bit is this rhythm of eight that I've always had repeatedly show up in my life. And I kind of call it my angel number, even though this number has screwed with my head. Basically, um, with these OCD ticks that I get, I have to do everything at a set of eight. So um, sometimes when I'm like itching, my OCD will like itch eight times out of one. (laughs) Like I have to do eight times, like itch my leg. And it's so like... People don't understand how tiring OCD is, and um, a lot of times people um, correlate OCD with it being like a cleaning, and that is one type of OCD, Um, but there's also OCD where you have to do things at a set, you have to do it um, over and over repeatedly, and you have to do different routines, and everything has to be just so, so it really aggravates me as someone... Who has dealt with OCD to the point where I will cry like my eyes out if I didn't like do something eight times or I didn't um if I just didn't do something right so um it really aggravates me when someone's like oh yeah I have OCD because I just always have to clean this and I'm like you have a different type of OCD, you can't understand my pain, like, you can't, because this is something, like, that only other people who have this can relate to with me, because it is very tiring, like, after an end of the day, like, picture that, you have to do these things, and you want to just live a normal life, you want to just be able to go to bed, but you know, like, in your head, You know, you're thinking that you have to check the oven. Um, You have to turn on the light eight times. You have to walk downstairs. You have to walk back up. You have to, when you walk up the stairs, you have to go one, two, one, two, two rhythm of one, two, one, two. Like, it's exhausting. Um, But there are two different types of OCD, and I think that they should both be um, thought about. And not so, just like I feel like people discard OCD, they're just like, oh, whatever. But it is a very hard thing to deal with. So, anyone who is dealing with it any and any kind of way, if it's like the compulsive cleaning or just compulsive, we have to do everything to a rhythm, stuff like that, I feel for you, and I'm very sorry. Um, <laughs> it's very hard. I remember, um, <clears throat> I think I was six, and my brother's dog had died. I was, um, very. I love this dog. I was close to him, and um, my brother's um, boys and stuff, they were all, like, devastated, and I remember we had a little funeral, and we were big, digging out. He was digging out this place for this really big St. Bernard. That's what the dog was, and I remember crying like because I was so sad that this dog had died, but I remember also being so frustrated because as our little funeral was going on for the dog when everyone was just standing there and just kind of being like, bye, Max. I remember having to walk back and forth, like pacing. Um, And I felt so rude. Like, I felt so bad that I was doing this, but I kept being like, I have to do this, I have to do this. And it was very hard. I remember crying my mom, like, Mom, I can't. There's these voices in my head And I don't know what to do. Like, I have to do everything like this. And she um, took me to a therapist. And that definitely helped me so much. I definitely, um, um, at the age I am now, I have no really big signs of having the OCD that I had so severely when I was younger. Um, And it's taken a long time. Like, I'm not going to act like, oh, in just one year I was clear. Like, I don't really have that many... OCD ticks I have like it took a long time but I've gotten to the point in my life where I might get them rarely maybe like once a month I'll I'll find like oh I did that eight times oops (laughs) like um but yeah so anyway I've kind of found the number eight is kind of like my angel number to me anytime I see eights um I see eights a lot in my life I'm just like oh no, I feel, I feel safe right now. Like it's just always been there through my, for my whole life. I'm just like eight, eight was the age to be. I love being eight anyway. Um, so yeah, I had that when I was five. Another thing that I got diagnosed with when I was five was anxiety. Um, I got anxiety the, um, Therapists definitely helped me a lot, but I'm still so, so high stress. Um, Anxiety has been one of the hardest things in my life, and I also think that OCD and anxiety feed off of each other. (laughs) Having both is very difficult, and I think that if you have OCD, you have anxiety, like, but I'm not sure. That's just personally my belief because OCD gets you very stressed out, so I would just correlate them both really. Um, but anxiety is very hard for me because it makes me think that my loved ones are just going to leave me at the flip of a dime. Um, so anytime, like I say goodbye to them, my anxiety is always telling me that that will be the last time I see them. And I know that in reality, it's probably not going to be the last time I see them. And it's very hard because we need reassured a lot people with anxiety personally for me I need reassured a lot um just by like being like you promise you're going to do this for me you promise you promise like eight times like not even but I just I need reassured that someone is going to be there for me and not just leave me because that is what my anxiety is telling me um recently I've been getting anxiety over like small little noises um so we live in the city I was I was going to bed a few nights ago and this car just kept revving its engine so like every three seconds ago room room for like 10 minutes and it was stressing me out and I had an anxiety attack over that I had an anxiety attack over this like Water just bubbling, and that's just like because so much stress is accumulating throughout my day that the littlest things could set me off if you have anxiety. Um, so it's very hard to deal with, and I know that many people around me have anxiety, and I try and talk to them about it, like, Oh, um, how's this make you feel? and it's just so I can better understand where they're coming from because I feel like everyone's OCD and everyone's anxiety is different from each other's, but we all can, um, you know, have. relation to it so like they're all completely different but we all can have a relation to some of the issues that they have personally Um, so that's what is so I guess cool about them but it's very frustrating at the other time Um, so yeah anxiety is very hard for me Um, I will get anxiety attacks so bad that I can't see and I'll just like fall over Um, so essentially like I just fall over, I can't see when I open my eyes and I will curl up into this ball and I won't let anyone come and like hug me or anything because it will make me feel very like closed in and tight and I don't want to feel that way. I just want to feel like I can breathe. But, um, and the reason I can't see is because I'm not breathing. Like you, you understand what I'm saying? Like all the air that's in my lungs just escapes and I'm trying to like gasp for Air, but for some reason, my body's just not letting me get the oxygen that I need. It's very hard. Um, so, that's kind of my deal with anxiety, is very difficult. Um, so, yeah, five and four and five is a very hard time, I guess. It wasn't a hard time, but it was hard for like dealing with all of those um, issues that I had. I also around the age of five, you guys are going to think I'm a mental case. Like a lot of things have cleared down. Like my OCD, I hardly have any issue with that, but the anxiety has carried on with me. Hopefully, you know, hopefully that will leave me soon. But around the age of five, I remember, um, I just not figured out what my deal was at age five. Um, and I've had this for a while. It's trypophobia. I think I'm saying it right. Triphobia. It's something like that. Um, and it's this like not a fear, but like it just makes you feel weird when you see like clusters of holes. Um, I remember at the age of five, we had like this pack of Twizzlers, and you know how like the Twizzlers have the holes in them, right? So I had opened this package and I looked at it and I just like, I legit threw up. Like it wasn't a lot, like it was just like, I like gagged in my mouth like, up. that's gross. But like, um, I remember looking at the Twizzlers, I was like, oh my gosh. And then I've had little things like that. Like, I hate looking at these, like, whole clusters. And I, um, it was so hard for me. And then it's, through therapy went on, I noticed that that decreasing, even though she wasn't working on stuff like that with me, but I did notice that since my anxiety levels were going down. Not levels, just, like, issue was going down. I noticed that as well as the triphobia thing. But I've noticed, um... A little bit more lately that the... I'm sorry, my throat is just so messed up right now. I did notice lately that the whole fear of whole clusters is coming back. It's like, it's like time for a comeback and it's been stressful. Like I was passing a semi-truck with like all these um, pipes on it and I just like had to cover my eyes. I was like, no, (laughs) but I've noticed it's starting to reoccur and it's been stressful, but I think it's, it's, it's going to be okay. Okay. We're going to go on a four year break and then it's going to come back and I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm just going to deal with that for a little while right now. Um, but yeah, that so stressful. So those are like my, my phobias and stuff. I have anxiety. I have OCD, which is calm down drastically. (laughs) Um, also (laughs) it's, Oh, there's more. Yeah, there's more. (laughs) Um, the what is it called claustrophobia i have so bad like i cannot do elevators i cannot do like um i can't go into the bathrooms like if the door is closed in the like at public place public places like i can go to them at homes and stuff like i'm fine with that and like i can do stall bathrooms but if it's just like a closed bathroom it really gets me stressed out um oh my god, claustrophobia is the all-time worst. I, I'm i going to tell you, story time is when, okay, my claustrophobia has gotten me into so much trouble. Like, let me tell you right now. I We were in DC. I was in DC with a couple of my friends, and um, they were like, we got to take the elevator. I was like, we are not taking the elevator, and they were like, god we're with emma whatever and you're not supposed to take the stairwell by yourself right because it's there's a lot of dangerous things that could happen in a stairwell right um there's been police reports like a police officer several of them have written articles like oh you're not supposed to be in the stairwell by yourself there's lots of danger in them so we're like i'm acting like there's like little dragons that are gonna come out it's just a very it's dangerous to do by yourself um So I was like, no. So we're in DC and we take this stairwell and um, we walk up and it's like sketchy. Like there was a lack of oxygen in that room. Like there was so much heat coming from somewhere. And we're like, what the heck? So we go, like, we're like, okay, this is sketchy. We're just going to take the elevator. I'm like, all right. Can someone hold my hand while we're in there? Like they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So we go to walk out of the stairwell, and the door does not open. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, like, freaking out because the stairwell has no windows, no anything. I'm, like, freaking out. And they're like, calm down, Em. It's going to be okay. We're going to find someone. We're going to find someone. So we're in a stairwell. We have no phone service. So we walk up really fast to get to the last flight of stairs, right? <laughs> we walk up, and... We're on a roof, like we're not on a roof roof, we're on a building that's being constructed. So they're building this place and we walk up this set of stairs and we see that we're on like thin, like we're on this wood pallet that leads out to the city on the 18th floor, like where were the construction workers are? Like there's harnesses, we're freaking out. We're like, oh my God what is what are we going to do and so I'm like did you guys close that door to when we came out and they're like yeah and I'm like oh my god what if it doesn't open and they're like oh my god so we're like we're like we're tr- I'm freaking out they're trying not to freak out they're trying to stay calm so we open it and then thank god like we're like oh my god so we get in the stairwell it's steaming hot like we don't know what we're gonna do because we can't breathe in the stairwell. We're basically either stuck in the stairwell or up on this, like, sketchy rooftop thing. So, we're like, oh, my God. So, we try every door. And then we find one that opens that leads us out to, like, a semi-normal parking garage. It was very sketchy. And then they're like, we're taking that freaking elevator. And I was like, okay, okay. And so, we take the elevator. I was like, it wasn't that bad. Like, compared to that experience, the elevator didn't seem that bad to me. <laughs> so, they're like, <clears throat> Last time we were taking the stairwell on this trip. Okay, Emma. I'm like, okay, sorry guys, and they're like, really not okay. But you know what? (laughs) It's not okay. And they were just they were supportive of me. They they weren't supportive, but they were annoyed with me. But they were like trying just to be like, it's okay, Emma. Like, it's an experience, and we end up laughing about it all the time now because it's so funny. Like, who? D.C. experience with the girls. <laughs> um, another thing that my claustrophobia has gotten us into is, like, will like go to appointments? Well, this is when I was really little. I'll, of course, take the elevator now. But when I was really little, I was just, like, we would have to go to my appointments really early so that the police officer could escort us up the stairs because they'd be locked and stuff because I had to go to the hospitals and stuff for my appointments. Um <clears throat> And we can talk about, you know, the hospital visits in another podcast. But, oh my god, like, the claustrophobia. People underrate that. Like, they're just like, oh, whatever. But claustrophobia is the all-time worst, like, it gets you into so many situations that you never thought would happen because of this little issue that you have. (laughs) It's like, oh my god. So one time me and my friend went to Cold Stones. And, um... We used the bathroom together. I mean, that's just like a normal thing that girls do, kind of. So we used the bathroom together. And I was brave. I wasn't even making a scene. I was Not not like I make a scene. I wasn't, like, nervous. I just walked into this bathroom. And then we go to exit the bathroom, and the door does not open. The one time I'm not stressed about my claustrophobia, you know, the universe just decides, hey, let's mess with Emma. Let's screw with her head and make her more nervous. The door does not open so I am freaking out. My friend's like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, oh, okay, this is my worst fear. Like it's coming true. And, um, I just start getting like the paper towel machine and like pulling down all the paper towel. She's like, what's that going to do? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm just like flushing the toilet. And then I was like, oh my God, I get so stressed. Like I was like freaking out. I was banging on the cement like walls. Cause they were like cement walls. I was like, get us out. And they had, they literally had to get multiple people to open this door for us like it was legit stuck who gets stuck in a bathroom like who like you don't hear that like never like what so my one irrational fear actually came true so that's what i'm saying people can actually speak things into existence Don't take that for granted when people say, like, you know how when people are like, oh, don't say that too much. You'll speak into existence. I freaking spoke that into existence. Oh, my God. I was freaking out. And she was like, it's okay. And then, like, they were like, you want free ice cream? We were like, yeah. (laughs) That's the least you could do for this poor girl. (laughs) Um, So those are just some little fun experiences that claustrophobias got me into. uh, they definitely claustrophobia is always there for me it's like hey you want to look like a mental case I'm like sure thing <laughs> um but that's just um that's a that's really fun for me so um something I have to deal with but that is those are all my issues I'm acting like the smallest uh, yeah those are all my issues um not that many right <laughs> I'm joking it's crazy Um, but I do want to talk a little bit more about OCD. You're probably like, no more. I need to tell you something. So, um, a lot of times OCD is linked to, well, the reason it could occur is when that your life just feels out of control and you want to feel like you can control your life in a different way. Um, so subconsciously, you're not thinking that, oh, I'm going to control my life by having these OCD habits. OCD is just, it It occurs because you you feel like your life is out of control. So you're, you're I guess just your I don't really know how to explain it, but then OCD normally does occur when you feel like your life is out of control. So I do know at the age of around the time I had OCD, I had a lot of, um, <clears throat> I had a good, um, childhood, um, but what I'm saying is I had moved away from my father, and we can talk about this more in another podcast, but I had a, um, a few things happen that were very stressful for me, and I know that I felt, now I think about it now, I did feel like everything was out of control, um, and I wanted to put it in control, so I guess that is why, Um, I had the OCD occur and, um, I still have a few things, but, you know, I'm definitely so much better than I was. And I can definitely understand that, um, that study that research has shown, you know, how it's linked to that. Um, so I can definitely understand that and get that. Um, so that is just a few of my stories. And I hope that these have made you feel, if you have these, you know, problems too, I hope this made you feel less alone. Just understand that I'm a crazy person and somehow people still like me and I manage to live day by day. (laughs) Um, Somehow, you know, somehow I manage. That's kind of fun. But um, just know that you're not alone. There's so many people who can feel and relate with you, uh, even if they don't want to. Like no one wants to relate to these problems, but we all have to because we all, for some reason, are just getting these little kicks in the back and like, ha, OCD time, ha, trypophobia, ha, and it's just like, please go away. um But I definitely feel alone a lot because I know a lot of people around me like they have they have anxiety and stuff, but they don't really share like like, they don't really have claustrophobia, like, the triphobia, they don't really have these, like, things that I have, and I'm, like, am I, am I just crazy, is no one telling me something, am I just, like, crazy, and I do know I'm not, because I'll, like, I'll hear other stories, you know, about people being, like, no, you're you're not alone, like, other random strangers on the street who I just end up having a conversation with, um, that sounds creepy, it's, like, no, just, like, you know, like, at checkout, check out the, the cashiers and stuff, like, you know, how you just, like, small talk. So um, then that makes me feel less alone when they're like, oh, yeah, totally. I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those are some – that those are my stories, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to them. So next podcast, who knows what we're going to talk about, but maybe something I'll elaborate more on from this episode So as usual, thank you for listening, and I hope you guys have a lovely day, and I'll talk to you on the next podcast. Bye!